0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program has been brought to you by Hearst Ranch, the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. For more information, visit hearstranch.com. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to heritageradionetwork.org.
2: You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Anne Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Anne Saxelby, broadcast live of the Cosmos on the Heritage Radio Network.
3: Welcome to uh, another episode of Cutting the Curd. Well, we're happy to be back with a brand new show for you guys this week. Um, today's show is going to be devoted to um, cheese tools and accessories. Yes. Um, which um, is something that. Uh, I feel like at least for Americans it's kind of a new it's like a burgeoning industry yeah. it seems like because yeah. you know people are eating more cheese at home people are appreciating cheese in different Around the ways the holidays
1: people want to eat more cheese
3: a lot of people have cheese head friends that they want to get good you know right. nice gifts for and so um, there are a lot of cheese tools and accessories um, out there that are pretty um, pretty excellent so we're going to be spending some time talking with um, Brooklyn Slate we're going to be talking with um, Christy and Sean of Brooklyn Slate, which is um, based in Red Hook, Brooklyn, just around the corner from our warehouse. Yep. And uh, and then later in the show, we're going to be talking with Martin Boss, who is from Bosca, which is a Dutch um, company that's been producing cheese tools for over 100 years. Um, so Christy and Sean, are you with us? We are. Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining us. So I hear, are you guys uh, at the quarry? Is that true? <laughs>
4: That that is oh, yeah. true we're, we're,
3: we're at the quarry for the week wow Very cool. <laughs> that's that's more than we can say for ourselves we're in yeah. Bushwick <laughs> but you know people are eat, people are eating pizza but there's no there's no nature to speak of here <laughs> um, <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about um, about Brooklyn Slate about how you guys were inspired to create this business together
4: yeah so uh, a few years back uh, Christy Saw, oh, actually, some slate cheese boards at a, at a cheese shop, and uh, she thought this was a really great idea. Maybe we can do this ourselves, and as luck would have it, she's a, a third-generation quarry uh, woman in her case. Uh, her family uh, owns a couple quarries in upstate New York and Vermont. Uh, they're right on the border across from each other. So we went up there, uh, took a tour, grabbed a few samples, and brought them down, and uh, we came up with some packaging and a logo and all that good stuff. Went to a few cheese shops. And before we knew it, four out of the five places we went to uh, placed an order. But it all just kind of sprung out of that one idea and some of those samples, and we decided to make it into more of a business.
3: That's fantastic. I feel like, you know, how how, it's so rare for somebody to have an idea for a business like that, and then all of a sudden there's just a need for it in the marketplace, and you're like, okay, voila, let's figure out how to make this work.
5: (laughs) Yeah, we were very lucky.
4: Yeah, and, 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 and you know, at first we had like trivets and a few other. You know, we tried out. You know, what can you plate exactly on plate, and, and it really just came down to cheese and uh, any any sort of liquid, like, like a beer, or glass of wine for coasters. So those are those are the two main things that we sell now.
1: And can you talk a little bit about your background and um, you know what helped you make the product and brand the product?
5: Um, well, I had just graduated. We were actually. Time that we decided to start this business, we were very fortunate that um, Han had been laid off um, from his—he was doing graphic design and web design for CBS—and I was um, getting my masters um, at Parsons for fashion design. We had odd uh, schedules and we had time on our hands, and we just sort of decided to go on and do this as a project at first. Um, I think that our interest in food has really helped us grow the business, as well as our interest in design and specifically product
4: design. It's it's been like a nice convergence between uh, enjoying food, maybe too much, and then also, you know, enjoying design and, and thinking of different ways to, I guess, express ourselves uh, with design. Uh-huh.
3: Well, you guys certainly, um, I mean, your website's beautiful. Um, You put together an awesome, awesome um, cheese survival gift package last year for the holidays that I know was super successful. Um, Can you tell our listeners a little bit about um, some of the other um, things that you offer um, on your website? Are there other gift packages and things you guys are cooking up for the holiday season this year?
4: Yeah, so well, we're we're excited that we'll be uh, relaunching the cheese survival kit uh, to coincide with American Cheese Month, which is in October, of course.
6: Um,
4: Fantastic. And In addition, to, yeah, we're very excited. It's going to look a little bit different. And we think it's going to look very cool, and that should be up in a few weeks. Um, in addition to that, we also do something called uh, the Pantry Collective, which is an assortment of, of basic, well, not basic, I mean delicious jams, cheeses, and crackers that come with a board uh, and a wood cheese knife. Uh, and then, of course, we've done the Plowman Satchel, which is sort of our take on the Plowman's Lunch, which incorporates pickles from Rick's Picks, Cabot Club Down Cheddar uh, that comes by way of Daxlebee, Uh and Celtic and Crackers, and uh, beets, of course, too from Rick's Picks.
3: Oh, that's fantastic! That sounds uh, that sounds great. And so, your website for our listeners, when people, um, everyone should check it out. I mean, these gifts are beautiful. If you know, yeah,
1: and the photos on the website are beautiful too.
3: Yeah, anyone in your life who's a cheese lover, you, this is definitely a contender for this holiday season. Yeah. <laughs>
4: And we uh, this, this is a, a semi-plug, but also a better opportunity to see even more photos. Um, today, actually, we launched a new site called Platetheslate.com, which features uh, sort of profiles on, on mongers and restaurants that are using our slate, but uh, also incorporating some beautiful photography some, from some photographers uh, in Brooklyn uh, that have joined us for, for these profiles that we've done.
3: Awesome. So we have Platetheslate.com, and then is it just BrooklynSlate.com for your regular uh, website? Yes. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Yeah, that's
3: correct. Fantastic. And so, can you d- can you just walk us through a little bit about um, you know from quarry to finished product? What does that process look like for you guys? Um, sure.
5: So, uh, what they do at the quarry is they blast uh, they blast stones from the ground, uh, which then they create the actual quarry. Uh, they take the big like boulders up and break them apart. Uh, Basically, using a really big uh, hammer and chisel, because the plate will split um, in sheets. You don't really need to do too much cutting at first. You can just make it into rather large sheets, and then they turn it down using saws, um, and eventually it ends up in the form, like, the size that we get. Um, we then take the plate from the quarry after it's been fully cut, um, and we... In it, and we uh, apply an oil to it to make it smooth space, uh, and then we do all of our packaging, um, and then that's that. Ready to go.
3: That's uh, that's amazing. From uh, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, that like you said, what a unique family resource to have. You know, that's that's a really awesome thing that uh, you guys are able to sort of I don't know reinvigorate aspects of the family business. Now, Christy, is your family still? Um, where where does most of the you know uh, of the material from your quarries end up? Um, well, the majority of it
5: actually doesn't. It used to be uh, mainly roofing tiles. So now they do a lot of crushed plates, so they'll take like, those big boulders, and they'll uh, crush them into driveway material, like slate bedding for gardens. Um, then they can, like, make it into a clay for tennis courts and baseball fields. Wow. Um, hmm. That's the majority of their business, and we, are, we make up most of what they would call, like, a slate roofing.
3: So, what did your family think about your your business? Um, were they total Were they believers, or were they thinking you guys were crazy, <laughs> or, or what was the what was that like?
5: I think at first they were very supportive, and my dad was really hands on with us. Um, my mother actually used to do our first like deliveries from the Corys Brooklyn. She would drive it all down in her car wow. So we'd be much larger than that now, everything in pallets and outside crates, but. She they they were very involved in the beginning. Then I think we sort of became um, a nuisance because we had started um, we had, like, created this thing that they hadn't really, the like, Cory hadn't anticipated the growth. So at first it was like this little project that they were, we were doing, and they were more than willing to help. And now it's become something real, like very real. And now um, now we've worked out all of the kinks. We have a very nice system, and um, it's a, a good thing for both of us.
4: And then now getting together for Thanksgiving and Christmas is a uh, is a good thing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> a good <laughs> it's like it's like raising a child. It's like at first it's all cute and wonderful <laughs> and then it becomes an adolescent toddler, and you don't know what to do adolescent. with it. And then yeah, and then you end up all getting along in the end. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're out of the terrible keen
4: space.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, everyone should uh, check out brooklynslate.com and plate platetheslate.com to see these beautiful products. Um, thank you guys so much for talking with us. We really appreciate you taking the time out. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back on Cutting the Curd, we're going to be talking with Martin Boss of Bosca Holland. Stay with us.
2: Ranch Grass-Fed Beef, pasture raised on 150,000 acres in Central California, Hearst Ranch Grass-Fed Beef, free-range, sustainably produced, humane, Hearst Ranch Grass-Fed Beef, the authentic flavor of the American West.
3: All right. Thanks to Hearst Ranch Grass Fed Beef for sponsoring cutting the curd,
1: and for that lovely jingle.
3: I know <laughs> Brian Kenny. He did. He did the jingle you just heard. He also did the opening jingle for our show. Yep. Which is, I think you know classic classic near and dear to my heart um excellent so we are uh we're back we're excited to be talking about cheese tools a mm-hmm. subject we haven't covered before um and we previously spoke with um sean tice and christy hideka from brooklyn slate uh now i believe we have uh, martin Buss on the line from uh bosca holland uh martin are you with us
7: I am definitely there, live and kicking from Amsterdam. (laughs) Oh my gosh,
3: thank you. It's so late. You're so crazy. Thank you for being on the show.
7: (laughs) It's a pleasure.
3: (laughs) What time is it in Amsterdam? Sorry? What, What time is it in Amsterdam right now?
7: It's about midnight now, five minutes to go uh, for bedtime. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow.
3: Well, thank you. I know we had some technical difficulties trying to reach you, so thank you for sticking with us.
7: You're very welcome. It's a pleasure. I mean, everything for uh, the cheese world. It's, uh, it, it's my world, so it's a pleasure to be on the radio in the US now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, can you tell our listeners a little bit about Bosca, the history of the company and, uh, and what you guys do?
7: Absolutely. Um, Now, first to start, I'm a fourth generation. Uh, We're uh, we go back about 115 years here in uh, Holland. I was literally born in the city of Gouda, like where the Gouda cheese is from. (laughs) And uh, at the moment in our little village, there's nowhere as much cheese in the world as there. It's about uh, 60 million uh, pounds of cheese stored, matured, and traded on a daily basis there. So uh, I was literally uh, brought up in in a cheese uh, environment. My great-grandfather was a blacksmith. The blacksmith changed into a hardware store. Hardware store started focusing more and more on cheese uh, within the last uh, four or five decades. And now, um, since about 40 years, we have a fully dedicated company for accessories uh, for cheese. And since about 11 years, I'm the owner. And my uh, goal is to literally build the world's first consumer brand for cheese accessories and uh, that's why we're also very active in the states and uh, in another 82 countries so it goes all over the world but focus is definitely in the states holland germany and france
3: That's fantastic. So we were talking, or I was thinking about it, and I was thinking that, you know, cheese tools used to be something that was kind of obscure, only used by professionals, only used by people who worked in the trade. Um, Can you talk a little bit about um, how you think cheese tools have made a jump towards consumers uh, rather than just being for professionals?
7: Uh, yeah, absolutely. We uh, in, in our world here in Holland, um, cheese irons were used for testing uh, the cheeses, if they were matured in an equal way, if the sole percentage was correct, etc., etc. Then, actually, the first big step came about 40 years ago uh, when we introduced the cheese plane in Holland, like the cheese slicer where you make a thin slice of cheese. Oh, yeah. And this is like... In France, I tried to sell this as a as a as a product where um compared to wine if you taste wine you you need enough oxygen to get get the taste of the good wine immediately in your palais it's the same with cheese the thinner the slice the better the taste and the quicker the taste goes into your uh, palais so that's uh, a very uh, important product has been a very important product for us in Holland um and then Actually, media in the U.S. did a lot, even with cheese plates. In shows like Friends, helped uh, get people <laughs> get, get to know uh, <laughs> the cheese.
3: <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, so what? So, I mean, so you started. So, cheese irons that you know those are very useful. Cheese mm-hmm. planes. Now, today, how many different um, products does Bosca have in its catalog?
7: yeah that's that's uh that's almost scary we carry about <laughs> uh 2000 products for cheese wow. meaning also display material for cheese cheese irons cheese uh wires cheese um uh, big wedges a uh, big big knives uh curved knives to cut through hard rind cheese and i can keep on talking uh but the main focus now is consumer goods we carry about 250 different Cheese slices, graters, uh, raclette machines, fondue sets, boards, knives. Um, but our goal is not to, to be the most uh, the, the the biggest specialist in cheese accessories. It's more uh, to create a whole cheese experience. What I wanna have is uh, I wanna I wanna try to help people enjoy their evening. Meaning we have everything to complete and full cheese experience, and that's more our goal.
3: Well, you guys certainly do that. I, so I wrote about today's show in our uh, weekly newsletter, which comes out for all of our um, cheese-loving customers. And um, in the newsletter, I promised that we were going to tell everyone what a party clat was. Yes. Um, so <laughs> can you tell us about the party clat and about the evolution of that product?
7: That, to be honest it didn't start with the party clat. it goes <laughs> it's, it's worse the story <laughs> <or better>. um, <laughs> it started with the barber um i had a big customer from uh, uh switzerland and he had a big problem selling his amazing good tasting raclette cheese which is a uh, cheese uh, produced in the jura in Switzerland, but also in France, the cheese, when it melts, is delicious over baked potato as well as over lettuce. It's, it's, uh, it's, it can be a winter meal, but it can be a summer meal as well. And we all know that, but the the general consumer doesn't. So I tried to replace the barbecue by a raclette machine and didn't work out. The electricity was difficult. <laughs> so we actually made a little pot to put on top of the barbecue, on top of the grill, to melt your cheese. So, and when I was first introducing that at the fancy food shows in New York and in San Francisco, people were all, they came up to me like, oh, I'm not a vegetarian, but I love it for my cheeseburger. i was like, hey, that's interesting. <laughs> so for the... For the cheeseburger, it worked out, and it, it uh, people liked it. But they 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 don't always use their barbecue at uh, Christmas time. So we made a little version with three little candle candles underneath, so a candlelight um, barbecuelet or raclette in a way, and we call that the clet. So if you have a little party or see it as a bar snack, try to use melted cheese for for a change. It uh, you'll entertain your your uh, your guests.
3: A hundred percent. Well, we, if anyone... So a party clut, basically, it's an, it's an ingenious thing. It has a little um, collapsible, collapsible sides, which you flip up. There are three tea lights that go underneath. Mm-hmm. And then you, f- you just put a little paddle on top of the tea lights that's coated with a nonstick um, surface. And so you put your cheese on on the paddle and after a couple minutes it's really very fast it becomes all bubbly and melty and you're ready to go and it's just uh it's very romantic first of all (laughs) (laughs) and uh we've had people use them in all different um you know for all different occasions picnics in the park um one person bought one to take on their boat with them (laughs) that's a good idea yeah it's uh it's, it's just a genius genius thing um so thank you, Martin, for developing the party club. You have some big fans here.
7: Great. great. Uh, try, try it with your new boyfriend at Valentine's. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Nothing like stinky cheese to bring you to closer together. <laughs> so what are your most: <laughs> I'm wondering, what are your most popular products in different parts of the world? Like in, in Holland, you said that you know, you, the cheese plane is a very big seller. Uh, what about France and the United States? How are the markets different?
7: Now it is, it is a different market, but even in France we do very well with the cheese plane. It's it's um, the two we're known for. So we we even carry about fifty different cheese planes. Believe it or not. Mm. Check it at uh, Bosca. It's actually with a K, so B O S K A dot com, and you'll find it or at Saxo of course. Um, but um, what actually works very well now in France and Germany is the cheese curler which is not very known in the U.S., that doesn't, uh, that didn't make it yet. The cheese curler is to make like a flour of cheese. You scrape a little uh, knife on a round piece of cheese and you scrape it around uh, a, a in the middle of the cheese, it's hard to explain, but uh, it's it's on YouTube. If you if you look at uh, <laughs> cheese curler or uh, probably Tête de Moin which is the cheese that is used for it, uh, you know it. It's it's it literally translated as monk's head cheese. That cheese was found in 1192 in the Jura in uh, Switzerland as well by a monastery. And that cheese actually doesn't taste that great if you eat it as a piece.
3: I always thought that. But if you scrape
7: it (laughs) very, very thinly and it is a flower of cheese, it's delicious. It's again the oxygen. Uh, That tool is not known in the States yet, but that will be our new endeavor for the upcoming years. (laughs) But that's uh, actually my biggest product now here uh, in Western Europe um if you look at sales not in quantities because that's the that's still still the chief plane um fondue is a big thing because it came back in the 70s it was hot it went down and now it's hot again but not <laughs> only normal fondue people try to do different things everybody wants his own individual fondue you do ingre- you put ingredients in the middle of the table like, uh, kier for the parents, uh, for the children, maybe even chocolate, uh, different, uh, flavors of cheese, uh, uh, the blue vein cheese or the red bacteria, white malt cheese, whatever. Everybody has his own, creates his own little style fondue. Candlelight underneath, you can even heat it in the microwave. So it's, it's a, it's an easy, it's an easy thing to do, but it's a, uh, entertaining, uh, dinner as well. So these, these things are new developments.
3: That is, that is fantastic. Now, was that a pun when you said fondue is really hot right now? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was a really bad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, well, thank you so much, Martin, for talking with yeah. us. And sorry we, we're keeping you up so late. But um, we love uh, Bosca and we love your products. And uh, we are proud to have you on Cutting the Curd.
7: Uh thank you very much. I hope uh, we all together we can let the people enjoy cheese a little bit more uh on the dining table and um try, yeah I'm I'm a big fan of you guys. but We'll see each other soon uh, somewhere in eastern uh, USA.
3: Absolutely. And everyone should check out bosca.com. Uh you know their products are great. It's a, it makes a really wonderful gift and uh you, and-
7: you can you can even you can even find us at the Museum of Modern Art. Uh, oh. or or at, at, at Fairway or Wayfair or uh, Amazon, but uh, also, of course, at the specialty stores. That's uh, what we're known for. It's the high-end stores.
3: Fantastic. Well, thank you again for being on the show, and uh, can't wait to see you soon.
7: Likewise. Ciao.
3: Ciao. All right, so we have a couple minutes left uh, on the show today, and um, Sophie and I are just going to, so we, we were able to talk to two wonderful artisans, um, yep. totally different stories, which is kind of cool, um, and we just wanted to talk a little bit more about our rundown of some of our favorite cheese tools. Yes. Um, Sophie, what do you, what do you like? What's, what's, what can you not live without when you're behind the cheese counter at home?
1: I Well, I have to say, at home, I think I'm into a good cheese paper recently is my my newest thing and we were just looking at some of the uh, the ones that Fermaticum has they're really beautiful and they keep your cheese really nicely you know when you get home from the grocery store I think that's probably my favorite tool even though it's not really a tool but I don't it's know. a tool yeah because yeah,
3: if you buy good cheese and then you yeah. know you just leave it out in your fridge and it turns to you know crap in a couple days exactly you know?
1: and if I'm like talking to my friends who maybe you know don't know the best way to care for the cheese I think that's the easiest thing to do wrap it in something that'll keep it well
3: so Formaticum um, I believe their website is just Formaticum.com yeah I think so um, and that's spelled F-O-R-M-A-T-I-C-U-M yes um, they're a great resource um, they sell all different kinds of cheese paper um, and they can point you to um, you know local merchants that, that sell it as well I know at Court Street Grocers in my neighborhood they, they carry the Formaticum cheese paper okay. so anyone in Brooklyn you can check out Court Street Grocers um well, I was thinking for me, the cheese tool that I love the most, and I guess this is more in the work environment, but is the, um, the harp.
1: Yeah, me too.
3: It's a great tool. They're just, um, you know, these, uh, um, it looks like, base- well, it looks like a little, um, what would you say it looks like? It's like a little handheld thing that has, um, what like like a, a little wire, a taut wire, like a guitar string running across the bottom of it. Yeah. And it's really useful for cutting blue cheeses or, um, bloomy rind cheeses, anything that's going to be really soft and stick to your knife.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you can buy a little harp wire, um, and it sounds like Busca is a good
1: source for
3: those yeah. as well. Yeah. Um,
1: Sometimes you can find them too, like kind like vintage ones. I know we have like a old one at the shop but we have i've seen, seen them around yeah. like at little at antique stores and stuff it's kind of cool so, so if you
3: ever see something that has it's like a handle basically with a guitar string yeah. running through the bottom of it chances are you can cut cheese with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> or butter so yeah. um that's kind of a fun one um some other companies just in case people are looking for resources out there um and i guess these are more for um people in the industry but um from ajax is a great company um they're based in uh um in france and canada and they're more of um cheese making supplies cheese cheese aging supplies um, shelving cheese molds
1: yep and we did a show all about them a couple of months ago with robert robert aguilera which you can look up exactly on our website yeah.
3: yep robert gave us a really comprehensive uh sort of tour of what they do mm-hmm. um there's also hubert um which is a company based in ohio i believe um they make a uh, really nice uh cheese tools as well they sell the box cutter which is a different kind of wire cutter um uh, yeah. for for cheese which is really um useful um and uh oh what about etsy etsy you were talking um someone recently contacted us that does um state-shaped cutting boards yes on etsy yes um
1: i'll look up the name of that and and we can get it online on our blog or something too so people can check that out yeah and if anyone wants
3: to check out our blog um it's the address has changed right it's uh now wordpress yes um, I don't know. It was Sacks will be cheese. Sachs will
1: be dot wordpress.com.
3: dot wordpress.com. Yep. Okay. We'll definitely find that info. Um, so, uh, yeah. Can you think of anything else that you find indispensable?
1: I think, I think we've got two, two good ones. If you can cut the cheese and you can keep the cheese then you can eat the cheese. That's what I always say. <laughs> and with that,
3: that true <laughs> words could not be spoken. Um, so thanks everyone for for tuning in to Cutting the Curd and um, we will be with you guys again next week with a brand new show. So check it out. Yep. Bye.
2: You're listening to Cutting the Curd hosted by Ann Saxelby.